You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. I'm Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. On today's show, uh, well, first of all, I'm solo. Sanders not here today, so um, I'm I'm all solo. So, but on today's show, we're going to talk about couples cohabitating from moving in together, which can either be the dreamiest time in a relationship or the scariest. And we'll also touch on how to survive a renovation with your significant other. I mean, renovating can be so stressful. I know I went through it recently. And this can heighten existing problems in a relationship. So we're going to discuss how to make cohabitating with your partner a positive experience. And we're also going to talk about how to deal with stress during a renovation. My guests today are Natasha Sharma. She's a relationship therapist at NKS Therapy. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, author of The Kindness Journal as well. As And uh, we have Catherine Spiro. She's lead designer at KS Design Group. Welcome. Hey. Hey, hey ladies. You. Thanks for coming in today. Let's have a great show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So both of you are married, I believe, right? Yes. Natasha? Mm-hmm. Married kids? Still married as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. And you help couples with problems and yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of relationship and marriage counseling. And yourself, Catherine? Yes, I'm married with two baby girls. And uh, you see it all, right? Oh, you help I do uh, see it people all. through renovations and <laughs> yes. everything that goes on. So Absolutely. you'll be able to give us some insight on that today. Mm-hmm. So I want to start off with uh, first uh, talking about moving in together. So how do you ladies feel about living together before marriage? Do you think it's necessary to make, you know, to ensure the success of a relationship? Natasha, we'll start with you. I, I don't think it's necessary to live together before marriage. It's not necessary to ensure the success. I think if you're going to cohabitate, these days relationships can kind of take all different forms. You know, you can kind of make up the rules if you want to live together, which is the majority, or if you want to live apart for some of it, that's fine. I think what you need to do is if you're going to live together, at some point you need to figure out how to do that in a satisfying way to both people. That doesn't mean you have to do it before marriage. So in fact, actually, there's some studies that show that moving in together before marriage, if your plan is to get married, um, actually increases the rate of divorce to some extent. I read that. I read that. Yeah. Unless Unless you're engaged. So this is where it gets interesting. If you move in together and you're already engaged, that does not affect the divorce rate. So it's moving together without an, sorry, moving in together before marriage without an engagement in place has been shown to somewhat increase the the likelihood of divorce later on. That makes sense to me because they're both committed at that point. So it's not like you're worried that, you know, your spouse isn't going to commit eventually. So how many, like, of all your clients, are do most of them cohabitate together? Because I know with with all my friends in Mm -hmm. my circle, I think we've all lived with boyfriends Mm -hmm. before we, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, moving into. Got married. I never did get married, but. And moving in, let me be clear, moving in together before marriage does not mean that you're headed for disaster in your relationship. <laughs> but, you know, I, I moved in, my husband and I moved in together before we were married, but we were already engaged. So we sort of fit that one statistic. But, you know, you, you kind of want to think about the people behind it. It's not really about moving in together. Learning how to live together is about negotiating space and time and 
Compromise. Chores and responsibility. One it's probably ones. one of the biggest tests in any couple's relationship. Whether you're married or not, it really doesn't matter. But but people who are either engaged or want to be married um, may have certain aspects about their personality that may, you know, um, make them more interested in commitment or they may have a different idea about commitment. That's not to say that marriage is better than cohabitating or living common law. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people nowadays who may still wish to marry or be engaged before they move in together, they may have ideas about commitment that are more favorable to pushing through tougher times, if that makes sense. Okay, and Catherine, how do you feel about... uh... Well, actually, it's interesting. My husband and I did not live together before marriage. Okay, very interesting. So, I mean, I know it's kind of an anomaly Are you heading to divorce right now? No, no, we're super happy. That's awesome. Um, Yes, um, and I think it's because... But we both grew up in, you know... um, South Asian? (laughs) Sorry, what was that? Are you so... Oh, no, you're not South Asian. No, I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. Yeah. Sorry. So we both grew up in like traditional uh, modern Orthodox, um, you know, families. So we were raised to um, believe that, you know, um, living together before marriage was not... It was not an option, you know? And um, I'm actually... We're both very happy that we did that because it works for us. I mean, I know a ton of people who have lived together before marriage and they're super happy too. But for us, you know, it made um, a lot of sense to not do that. And uh, yeah, it worked for us. So so far, so good. (laughs) Okay, so let's take a look at some of the main reasons why people move in together in the first place. Well, I think, you know, from from a standpoint of feeling as though you're moving forward, people want to share more time and space together when you've made a decision that a person is, you know, uh, holding us at that significant spot in your life. um, You want to share as much time as you, you know, fits your relationship. And that for most people, that still means moving in together. And and there's a real, you know, that's where the intimacy happens. You know, a lot of people, a lot of clients that I see are afraid, you know, oh, I'm going to do a number two and and I have to do it in the house and my husband's going to smell it and and he's not going to be sexually attracted to me anymore. I hear that stuff all the time. And I try and tell them, that's where all the intimacy is. You know, it's it sounds crazy, but when someone can see the good side of you, the bad side of you, the the, the beautiful, the not so beautiful, the rumpled and the the you know downright, yeah, you know, waking up frumpy, and they still without cho- makeup. That's right, and they still looking choose- like the Lion King with your hair all over the place. What have still what have you? you at the end of the day? <laughs> that's real love, though. Yeah, it, it, is. It, it is. When Bottom when line. someone yeah chooses you. Okay, we need to take a break. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to Single in the City with Laura Bellata on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. We're discussing... Um, Couples cohabitating, and today we've got uh, Catherine Spiro. She's an interior designer. She's here with us, and Natasha Sharma, a relationship therapist. And before the break, we were looking at main reasons why people move in together. And Natasha, how about the fact that people just want to save money? I mean, there are wrong reasons for people wanting to move in together, and that's mm-hmm. one of them. Do you know some others? Well, if that's part of the reason, I think it's okay. But if it's the sole reason, and I've actually seen couples in my practice who who identify that that they just 
just want it to be financially, you know, efficient for them. And that's not the good, that's, that's not the, that's not the best yeah. motivator to move to, in together. That's a really nice byproduct, especially in a city like, you know, Toronto or, or a big city. Couples, you know, of course, if you, you're merging your assets, you're merging your finances, you're merging your life, you're building kind of a little mini organization together. That's kind of how I, I, I say it to clients. So, yeah, I agree you know, finances are part of it, but I don't think it should be the sole motivator for moving in together. What do you think, Catherine? Um, uh, definitely not the sole motivator. I think what's, um, you know, most important when you decide to live together is, you know, if I believe if you share the same values, morals, because I feel like that'll be conducive to cohabitation. And, um, you know, whether or not you want to get married, that's another story. But, you know, if you're on the same page, you know, uh, right? That yeah. Makes sense. Totally cool. Okay, let's take a look at some of the steps that you should take before moving in with your partner. Like, how do you know that you're ready to move in? Yeah, I don't know that there's I mean, is love there. is love enough? Like, you love that person no. so much? No, I don't think love is enough. You need to be, you know, able to, to you know, who's, how are you going to manage this, the, the, the payment structure, you know? The moving in is, a, again, it's a merging of, of money and, and stuff and space. I so, call it a corporation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really do. I've used that term with clients before, and it it's not to sort of make it, um, take the romanticism out of it, but to y- y- you have to, you know, if for a long a relationship to be long and very successful, yeah, there's romantic aspects, there's love, there's affection, there's intimacy, there's all of that, but then there's also the practical, the functional, mm-hmm. the business, the managing, and you need to have a really good marriage of both. And and I think you need to have similar goals. You need mm-hmm. to want to, uh, you know, work towards the same. Yes. Uh, type of thing right or uh, move towards something yeah conversations about the future should happen and you should kind of be talking about the same thing you know I see a lot of clients that they hold out the hope that someone will just kind of hurry up and meet them and get onto the same page that with them never works. no it doesn't you gotta you gotta go with someone who's already on the same page or looking you know their pages down the road look the, similar enough right. to yours that it, you guys are you know, having that shared future, that shared vision, whatever it looks like, it doesn't have to look like everyone else's, as long as the two of you are cool with it. That's what's important. Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between spending all your time at someone's place, you know, or each other's place and actually officially residing under one roof? Well, there's a, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, because I feel like, um, you know, even though we didn't live together before marriage, we spent a whole lot of time together. At and did things places. change once no. you, you moved, to get, moved no. in together? No. Everything no. was the same? Yeah, because we spent a lot of time together. You know, we were living in New York at the time. We were, you know, finishing up school. He was, I was finishing up school. He was working. And we just spent so much time together that we, you know, there was something left to the imagination after we got married because... We, we didn't physically live together. We, but you didn't, didn't share sleep. finances. We, I mean, exactly. that makes a huge oh, difference. Huge difference. Are you kidding me? Finances? Whoa. And you um, didn't share the duties around the house. Yeah, I think that can be the danger. I don't know what... Yeah, go ahead. That's a huge say? point of contention. I mean, <laughs> unless you have someone cleaning your house every single day, it is trying. That would be nice. Uh, oh, that'd boy. be super that'd be nice, so I nice. wish, but <laughs> not my reality. Um, but um, yeah, you know, you, you got to share all the duties um, when it comes to your home. And it's that, difficult. 
Natasha? That's, that's a really big deal because there's actually research to show that um, when couples live together and one of them feels, and I can see this definitely in clinical practice, the resentment that can quickly build up and become very deep for someone who feels like they're shouldering more than their share of mm-hmm. managing the household. And especially mm-hmm. like I have two young kids, you mm-hmm. have two young kids as well. Mm-hmm. Gets you know, real messy, it, real quick. Oh my gosh! Like it doesn't stop. You're constantly bending over and cleaning. I think that's one of the main problems. And and, oh, yes. and 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 there's a lot of couples. I mean, in my house, I'm very very lucky. I have a very good partner. I don't call him help. He is a parent. He's we we are co-parenting and co-managing together. But a lot of people don't necessarily have that, and I can see the resentment build up. And it's actually research has tied this to not only affection but sexual desire as well. Mm-hmm. So the more you feel, because you're tired, yeah. right? <laughs> At the end of the day, you're just like I just finished doing everything. Like I hate you. Why would I want to have sex with you? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, I think there's like a, you know, you don't feel as though you have a real partner. You know, when you're doing more, and I think when you're not living together but spending all your time at one person's house, I think that can kind of that's what kind of sometimes slips through is the person who's quote unquote visiting may not yes. be. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. <laughs> Feeling like it's their yes. responsibility to, you know, make a meal or clean up or you know, well, it's not really my place. I'm just even though I'm here pretty much all the time. <laughs> okay, so let's just say that someone want you know they people want to live together before marriage what are some of the benefits of that moving in before marriage Catherine you won't know yeah I was like "Hmm, I really (laughs) don't you won't know the answer (laughs) well I think you know like anything else it just gives you a jump start on negotiating that process you know if you're going to be married eventually you'll move in together I guess if you decide that you absolutely stink at moving or living together then being married already makes it a little bit more difficult or trying to end your relationship but again this isn't really I'm not batting for one or the other but I guess moving in before marriage can help a couple learn beforehand to negotiate the very stressful and sort of it's a big adjustment not for everybody sometimes it's a really small adjustment if you've lived with roommates if you're used to sharing if you've had lots of siblings it might not be a big one but for some people it could be a really big adjustment to all of a sudden share their household and their stuff with other people we need to take a break thanks for tuning in you're listening to the dating and relationship show on talk radio am 640 we'll be right back Now back to Single in the City with Laura Bellata on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking about couples cohabitating right here on AM 640, the dating and relationship show. In studio, we have Catherine Spiro, interior designer, and Natasha Sharma, relationship therapist, and Lime Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. And uh, we're talking about moving in together. Yeah. So, you know, what are some of the reasons live-in relationships don't last? Like, how do you think that these issues can be prevented? Well, just like anything else, I mean, a reason a a live-in relationship doesn't last, it it could be down to, it's hard to know, right? But if, if we're talking specifically about the living together as the cause of the relationship breakdown, it's usually, again, because if somebody is, the, the top reasons would be somebody's doing more than their share, somebody's paying more than their share. So it's either money, time. Yeah. You have to remember, like, it's your your money, your time, and your energy. So Those you have are to the set an things. agreement. There yes. has to be an agreement in place, everybody at home listening, mm-hmm. before you move in together. Don't just, uh, so many people just move in and go, oh, we'll deal, 
with it later. Uh-huh. But later comes and it's like, oh my goodness, why didn't we, you know, set something in stone here or come up with a plan so that we don't have these issues right now? Things like who's paying for what, like you said, who's mm-hmm. responsible for what, who does the laundry? Yeah. You know, yeah. who's going to clean? I mean, I have this arrangement with my boyfriend. I hate mm-hmm. cleaning the floors. So he'll he'll mop the floors and clean the floors. But then I'll do all other things, you yeah. know, like the uh, clean the, yeah. the fridge or the kitchen cabinets, with, which yeah. he hates but to I do. But I think that's really So it's important. compromising. Yes, I think that's really important. In my household, my husband and I have um, an agreement that I take care. When the kids come home from school, I take care of them. I, I, I um, feed them dinner. And I bathe them, and he cleans the house. Yep, perfect. That's just mm-hmm. the way it oh, is in my house. It's good it's for you. It, I he know. cleans the house. He, and by <laughs> the way, just so you know, I've never folded laundry. Just saying. Oh, my God. Oh, laundry my laundry is it. my thing. I'm the laundry woman. I'm the laundry lady. But I, I think it's important. A lot, don't share stuff. Like I think it's actually best um, from what I've seen. Pick something, and then you're that person. So I'm laundry lady. I'm pretty much doing it 99% of the time. But, you know, I don't clean the cat litter, for example. That's my husband, 99% that's great that's 100% of the time and and I don't pick up the dog poop perfect (laughs) but if you have those um that agreement set in place you you know your role yes I think that's so conducive to you know having a healthy relationship and cohabitating and being married and um all that good stuff how about people forgetting about romance you know they romance say once, is so important they say once you live together this you know sex starts to dwindle it's called no. date night once a week honey <laughs> okay so date night once a week Absolutely. sex once a week what about what if someone wants sex on more average than once a week? so it, it, if at you, least <laughs> oh my god if, if you have small kids i just you know it's interesting this just came up in in my practice recently if you have small kids you've got to tailor your expectations or if you have a particularly busy job even if you don't have kids you've got to tailor your expect expectations around whatever your lifestyle looks like you may not be able to be as spontaneous as you always were, depending on where you're at in life. So planning for something does not necessarily take the romance out of it. I think people think that if it's not spontaneous and they're just not doing it in the moment, you know, (laughs) studies have shown that both men and women even if they plan to have sex, maybe initially they don't feel that sort of fire, like if, if they just kind of fly by the seat of their pants. However, it quickly happens after they start getting into it. So I think people should stop being so afraid of scheduling romance <laughs> because when you're busy and I'm, cr- I don't know about you, but I'm crazy busy. Crazy, I bet you're crazy. crazy busy. It's insane. It's the only thing that you can do. How about do? just deciding to put out just to make the other person happy? <laughs> How do you feel I about mean, that? I mean, let's just... I mean, like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, like, let's get this over with. I mean, because a lot of people do that. So how do you feel about that? You know, as long as you're not putting yourself <laughs> out in some way that, like, you're you're so stressed or you're harming yourself or you're, no, you're so yeah. not into it. But, like, I kind of think of it as going to the ballet with someone once in a while. You Sometimes you do stuff for your partner, even if you're not super uber into it. Yes, once in a I blue moon, just do it for them. It's Make a them sign. happy. It, and, and then... Put and, out. And not just one direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's what it is. And then it'll come back to you as well. Like, you can have that expectation as well. You know what? This is what I want to do. I know you're not into it. Just do this for me this one time here and there. I think that's I a part of being that. loving actions. Yeah. Okay. And how about, you know, don't dump your friends. How many people do this? There was a study done as well uh, that I read um, recently that said, you know, 
couples are happier when they actually have uh, other relationships outside, outside of their relationship. Absolutely. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Like, don't dump your friends. Like, after marriage? No, no, no. Just have a life. Like, have well, a like friends. after kids. After ha- kids. Have oh my a gosh. life outside of your marriage. I think that's super have important. Have interests, have hobbies, have other friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just say, I just yes. went on a girl's trip. Oh, amazing. Oh, my See, goodness. that's the best type of relationship with where your partner allows you to you do that. Me? And there's that trust there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you went on a girl's trip. I went trip on a girl's trip to Niagara with three of my very... Oh, I thought you went to t- Turks and Caicos. <laughs> okay. You know what? That's... You know, we're planning another one, <laughs> just so you know. Or Vegas. Don't read. <laughs> you know what? We're planning another one, and it's going to be either Miami or Vegas. So we'll oh, see. And also, my husband goes on guys' trips. And he's he's yeah. going to Vegas soon. He went um, to Vegas last year, and I I, I like it. Go, it's important. It's, it's important. Super important. I, I was expecting our second, and my husband went to Vegas for a boys trip. Mind you, it was his best friend's stag or whatever it was. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. Like maybe it doesn't ha- happen as often, especially when you have young kids. But it's just important to have a life. Agreed. Maintain your identity and your life outside of your marriage to some extent. You don't stop being you. I always say there's three entities in a marriage. There's you. There's your partner and then there's your marriage. How about if uh, your family or friends aren't supportive of your decision to move in with your partner? How do you deal with that? <laughs> we got engaged. <laughs> no, oh, I'm kidding. We, I come from a traditional South Asian family or some actually not semi-traditional, but I know that moving in together for my parents, um, they were okay with it because I think, I think by that time they were like, oh God, please let one of our kids get married. So <laughs> they were willing to take anything, but also the fact that we were engaged helped. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's going to get noise on something, whether it's moving in together or when you have kids or what you're oh, going to name 100%. them. And you've got to stick with your partner, block out the noise, decide what's best for you and do it. Your life is your own. You're an adult. Make your own decisions. We need to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about tips on getting through a renovation with your partner. Well, you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. On Talk Radio, AM 640. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Laura Bellotta. And with me today, we have Natasha Sharma, a relationship therapist, and Catherine Spiro, interior designer. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, getting through a renovation with your partner. Tough, tough times. I know. I went through it. So renovation spending is on the rise because people can't afford to move. And renovations come with a lot of stressful situations, which can lead to relationship problems and even divorce. Absolutely. So Catherine Spiro, you're an interior designer who mm-hmm. says she's also her client's therapist. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so you must see it all. Oh, I do see it all. How, how, how long do we have? <laughs> I could talk about this forever. You have seven minutes. Okay. So, um, so, so why are people choosing to renovate rather than purchasing a new home? Obviously, well, because they yeah. can't afford it. And Well, two main reasons. Yeah. First... It's just it costs less to renovate your home because you don't have to renovate your entire home. You could it's a it's a room by room kind of kind of basis. Yeah, so, and, and people don't realize how expensive it is to renovate your home. Super expensive. But you have to weigh out the you know you have to look at the the total picture, right? You because like moving the, into something bigger would be even more expensive. So a lot more expensive, especially now. With and the, especially if you have a lot of equity in your home, it's it's a good move. 
Absolutely. So um, first off, it's obviously a cost less. I mean, when you think about um, the cost of moving into a new home to purchase a new home, it's astronomical these days. Um, And uh, again, you don't have to renovate every single room in your home. I did. I gutted an entire house. And I'm sure that was super stressful. Windows, doors, walls, ceilings, everything. It was super stressful. And yeah. Super stressful. But also um, what you get when you renovate your own own home is your personal touch. I mean, nothing beats that. Yeah, I love it. It's aren't you so happy? Well, I was going to renovate to sell, and then I fell in love with it. You I'm fell like, in love where with am it. I exactly. Get something that I designed somewhere else. I'm not. So. Also, and I have to mention this aspect. You already know the flow and energy of your home, and that is. I know that sounds like so crazy, but like it is the truth. It's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. <laughs> That is so that's true. Like Valley Girl talk. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So you already know the flow and en- energy of your home, and to kind of take your vision and make it come into fruition is very, very special. Okay. So, what are some of the irritants that come from home renovations? Like, what are people fighting about? What are people fighting? I can tell you a few things, but so what I did you hear from you? Okay. So basically, first off, it's super crucial as a designer to understand the human mind and and personality personalities in order to effectively, you know, run the interior design business because you know you run into a lot of um, issues when you start renovating a home oh yeah right off the bat you just do and it's and those are things that make it a stressful extremely stressful things like projects going wrong projects going wrong how about people not being on the same page financially i mean i had a couple i mean this happens a lot you know i have a sit down consultation with the couple um and you know we go over the budget and everything is set everything is great and then then i go shopping with the spouse and she goes to town and you know it's it's like you're making every, not not my client but like it it makes the whole job a little bit more difficult to manage you know yeah so you know you have to have a budget in place beforehand but and it's really hard because i've been there where you have this budget and you you have to buy something within that budget but then you see something that you really want really really want and it's a little so bit then more you ha- exactly so then you have to take away from somewhere exactly else. but you have to have an honest conversation with your spouse about yeah. it because then if you don't you run into problems and then you start fighting and it's it's not a good situation. And how about one person taking more control? I know, okay, I'm Happens guilty all the of time. this. I was just like, you know, I took control. Well, that's because I, I basically dealt with all the contractors and stuff. That's right? a very difficult task. So at the end of the day, you know, you got you, you can't make a decision. You're like, well, I don't know, do we side on this, this counter, that, that, that. Then So I was just like, okay, I took the bull by the horns. I'm like, well, I'm going to decide. Mm-hmm. And if we can't decide, I'm deciding. Right. Well, well, I think you did the right thing because if no one's doing it, then you got to just do it, right? Yeah. Um, and I see that a lot in couples, um, you know, where one has taken sole responsibility over the entire project and that creates a lot of animosity. So what I like to do is I like to literally, just like a therapy session, sit them down and be like, okay, let's regroup right now and let's talk about what we're going to do in order to move forward and make this project happen in in you know in the in the right time right and do they listen to you yes i mean and i would say in the beginning of the career i they didn't right but i grew <laughs> thick skin right yeah 
So how the years, about people that aren't on the same page? You deal with them the same way? In terms of... Income, um, com, in terms of... Design aesthetic? Want, yeah, they want different well, things. Well, that's actually a really fun challenge for me. And it happens quite often. I um, think it's all about compromise again. It's all about compromise. Um, I love to mend... Okay, so... I'll just give you an example. I have this couple in Montreal. I designed their home. And the husband um, loves the um, loves traditional design. But his wife loves modern, you know, young, vivacious um, kind of design. Yes, that's yeah. me. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It is. And what I did was I created a design for them that men's both modern and traditional. And what we came up with was this beautiful eclectic design, which I love doing. And they're... You know, it, and it was it worked very well in their situation. So, it's all about compromise. It's all about the designer taking control and you know trying to mend both design aesthetics together and create a beautiful harmonious space that everyone's happy with. We need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio Antis 40. Stick with us. We're going to talk about how to deal with stress during a renovation. Mm-hmm. Now, back to Single in the City with Laura Bellata on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey guys, it's Sunday night. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Laura Bellata with Catherine Spiro, interior designer, and Natasha Sharma, relationship therapist. And I want to talk about how to deal with stress during a renovation. Stressful times, let me tell you. So let's talk about some ways couples can deal with stress. The stress. The stress of renovations. Listen, um, you have to be completely honest with your spouse and with your contractor and designer because um, that's the only way the project is going to run semi-smoothly, in my opinion. Um, You have to set out your role. You know, what is your role? What are you in charge of? Are you in charge of uh, making sure the tiles come a certain day? Are you in charge of making sure... You know, uh, the ki- kitchen cabinetry is um, well on its way into production. Yeah. You know, and I totally the- agree with that. Yeah. Because I think when I went through my renovation, I think I was everything. I was contractor. That's very difficult. I, yeah. I managed the whole thing. I didn't have a designer like uh, like yourself. <laughs> so I was every a- role. And it, for me, it became very, very stressful, especially when you're renovating folks. I'm telling you, there are so many issues and problems. And oh, even when you yes. get the top people, there's always going to be an issue. It's mm-hmm. how you and manage so, yeah. with how you manage the problems and how you deal with the problems that's what's really important and having the, yeah and having to get them back to your house after you know mm-hmm. afterwards that's, first of all i'm just yeah. going to give you some advice don't pull pay full price until the job is completely done oh you, you never pay, pay full price well until, some people do they get sucked into that they're oy. like well I'll give, give me all the money up front and then you know we'll finish a job they're not going to come back half the time mm-hmm. so you know hold back say some of that money of the time yeah you got to hold back some of that money well, for sure it, it's your personal space too and there's nothing more psychologically safe this than your per, yeah talking. than your personal yeah. space hi again <laughs> <laughs> i recently no i was happy to listen i I recently spent a week in Blue Mountain with my beautiful 
family who I adore, um, my husband and my two small boys. And <laughs> by the end of the first day, I was seriously ready to jump out the window yeah, because we yeah. were in one room. And I mean, if it were just me, I mean, I could live in a cubby hole if it were just myself and eat tuna out of a can, but it's not. It's me and my husband and my two kids. And when people renovate, they're often relegated to very small sections of their home. And I've seen that become a huge stress because you just don't have the space and the freedom. And then you don't have Absolutely. that sense that, again, your home plays such a huge role in your well-being, your it sense does. of safety and warmth and, and comfort and security. 100%. And if you're totally living in, and, and if you're living in that, like, fill, you know, mm-hmm. and all the dust of, and the noise, it's yeah, floating around, the and all the sensory. It and it makes the quality right, of life so, at that so, point. So, so, Natasha, when you're going through this renovation and you're living in it, and you know, you, you're just so stressed. Like, how do people? Ma- can, how can they manage that? I think setting expectations. Anytime that you're willingly, consciously going into something like this, like nobody accidentally stumbles on a renovation, right? They know what they're getting into, at least to some extent. Know what you're getting into. You sign up for a renovation, set your expectations from the outset. There's going to be noise. You're going to be cramped. Exactly. You're going to have disagreements. Set them. Don't let yourself get Absolutely. caught off guard. Natasha, by- you, are, you are so spot on <laughs> because I sit my clients down before a major reno and I say everything you just said. Yeah. I said, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. It's it's not going to be easy. It's going to be high stress. But guess what, guys? High stress equals high reward in this situation. Mm-hmm. And you will be happy at the end. We just need to work together. Be honest. Honesty is the key. And positivity is the key. And ha- Keep smiling, girlfriend. And, gra- right. and, grat- <laughs> and gratitude. You're renovating your place. I hey, mean, this is an awesome thing that you get to do. 100%. Like, don't be, don't be angry about it. Be gr- grateful and appreciative. And hey, we've got the money and we're renovating. That's okay, great. Wh- what about, how can you cope with a renovation obsessed partner? I have friends, like uh, his wife is obsessed with renovating. I think she's she's done her, you know, kitchens aren't cheap. Oh, no, She renovated not. her kitchen like twice in a in a year or two years no, or something. Yeah, are you craziness, kidding? Craziness, craziness, wow. obsessed. Like the, the bathrooms have to be redone every few years. Like a renovation just, addict? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I would be that way if I, had, if I could do it, I would, right? Because I'm a designer and I'm always, you know, trying to be, you know, creative and I get sick of spaces easily, but that's, you know, that's so interesting that your friend does that. I mean, all the power to her. How does, you know... well, he just he just shuts up and and he he just plays into her and I he kinda, gives her what she wants because he doesn't want to listen to her chirp. I kind of wonder why. Oh, like wow. what he is, says, I don't want to hear chirp. Uh, that's that's an amazing spouse right there. Well, and I, I kind of wonder what's driving this person to 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 be a hyper frenzied renovator. Like why type can't, A personality? Why can't nothing's stop? ever good right. enough? And my nothing's guess is that enough, probably yeah. trickles out out of into their relationship way outside the renovation it's not just about the renovation that's just one way it manifests so like if someone is over renovating and you just don't have a moment of peace it's time for a sit down and put the put the brakes on and say you know what enough that's it she probably doesn't <laughs> want to spend time alone with him so. <laughs> <laughs> <Is she listening? laughs> we're taking a break you're listening to the dating and relationship show on talk radio and 640 You're listening to Single in the City with Laura Bellata on Talk Radio, AM 640. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640 with me, Laura Bellata from Single in the City. We have Catherine Spiro here, interior designer, and Natasha Sharma, relationship expert. 
And we're talking about stressful times during a renovation. Okay, so another question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say that, or Catherine, would you say once a renovation is done that most couples forget about the hardships they endured honestly, during the renovation process? Honestly, I would say eight out of 10 times the answer would be yes because they walk into their space and they just feel peace of mind and they, you know, feel so proud of themselves that they've, you know, actually have done it and they've, you know, come out from the other side. And um, it's just usually it's it's very positive and they do forget about it. And that's that's great. But there are often times when that's not the case and they hold resentment. And, and have you seen couples divorce? I I have seen a couple, yes, separate and later divorce because of a reno. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, I unfortunately. But you also, Natasha, could, you know, maybe mention a few things about this. I think other factors trickle into the marriage, right? Like Am I not right? Like well, when about, you do divorce mm-hmm. from a from a major renovation, which is a high stress situation, I think there are other underlying problems. That's yes. what I'm saying. A, like, renov- a renovation is just one event in your life together as a couple. There's hundreds of thousands, of, if not millions, and you know it's it's not really the issue. It's how you approach the issue. It's your reaction to it, and you know some things are obviously much more stressful than others. And and it might surprise listeners to know that moving and renovations actually ranks pretty high on stress and anxiety inducing events in life yeah. but um yeah i think it's about how you respond well my partner and i we were able to get over it we're friends again <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about it i'm just glad that it's over because because let me tell you that was stressful but folks at home don't let it end your relationship yeah. it's not worth it it's you not know? worth it work it's... together and figure out a plan and plan ahead plan ahead know? have and a design plan in place right and and, and be honest about it and and don't renovate if you don't have the money simple as that mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um so what if the renovation is dragging on and on and on well, that's a huge problem. I mean, it's oftentimes... Um, I heard a couple, do, 12 years, like 12 that's years, hello. insanity. Yeah. I mean, that's probably based on lack of funds um, and other factors contributing to maybe their relationship, them not working um, together uh, or able to work together. But yeah, 12 years is a very long time. I've I've never heard that. But What are they, what are they renovating? Like uh, the Taj Mahal? I was going to say, say <laughs> just an entire home, right? Wow. So That's some people insane. will buy a house and yeah. they they see themselves in that home but and and the vision but they don't have the money so they do room by room and then yeah, yeah. but yes. I would never do that. Hello. No. Okay, Natasha, what if the re- renovation is dragged? Oh no. Okay, no. Natasha, if there's one piece of advice you'd like to give our audience about cohabitating together, whether it's renovating or moving in, what would that be? It's kind of a two two-part uh, piece of advice, which is communicate. Sounds cliche, but communicate, communicate, communicate. Mm-hmm. Do not get, you cannot talk too much. You can't out-talk your partner. No? <laughs> so, no, I don't think so. Not about, not about guy, stuff like, I know like, a lot of guys about that tell me like that this. their wives talk too much. Well, when it, <laughs> and it comes to like big things in your life, not about the little stuff, but this is kind of a big thing. It's not a life-threatening thing. It's not like a stress in that respect, but it's a big deal. Okay, I and, have another question. Mm-hmm. Because what if you have a partner that you 
like to communicate and your mm. partner doesn't. How do you deal with that? Well, I mean, if you have a partner that doesn't like to communicate at all, yeah. it's gonna it's just that's like, gonna be a problem. You gotta be able to communicate on some level. And by commun the definition of communication is to put something out on the table. Don't, don't dance around it. Mm-hmm. Don't hide from the elephant in the room. Address the problems. Use effective problem-solving strategies together and come to some kind of a solution that you guys can live with. Build some kind of consensus but and, and tailor those expectations. I cannot stress how important it is to go into anything you do in your life, whether it's a renovation or having kids or marriage or moving in together in your relationship. Know what you're getting into. Be on the same page about what you're getting into and know, at least have some idea of what you're get, getting yourself into. Set those expectations accurately up front so that you don't get caught off guard down the road. Amazing. Well said. What a great show today. Thank you, ladies, for being part of it. Thank you. You can reach either one of these ladies, Natasha from NKS Therapy. You can reach her at natashasharma.com. And you can reach Catherine from KS Design Group at ksdesigngroup.com. And if you have any questions relating to the show, links to past shows, or would like to um, ask us a question, you can find us on our Facebook page, Dating and Relationship Show. You can also find us on iTunes. And for those of you struggling to meet someone, because, you know, it is really, really tough out there, you can check out some of the awesome events and services that I offer at singleinthecity.ca. Hope to see you soon. I'll catch up with you guys next week. Ciao for now. 